Welcome to yet another monumental episode of Destroy, I mean Discuss All Monsters, where we discuss Destroy All Monsters. I'm your host, Wyatt, and who's here with me today? It's, it's, it's always, it's, it's your, it's your friendly buddy. I'm the Gorosaurus of this uh, podcast. <laughs> I, uh, it's me, Nikki. Uh, I'm uh, here. Uh, yeah, so this 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 is a big one because uh, we we did indeed name our podcast after this. Actually, we did, and it was one of our friends who suggested it on Twitter, yeah. and the name was yeah. so good that we decided to go with that one. But yes, discuss all monsters. Finally, discusses destroy all monsters, and we're here to destroy this movie. Not really, but yeah, what? But Destroy Monsters, that's an interesting title. Maybe it had some different titles across the world. Actually, it has several different titles just in Japan. So in Japan, its literal name is, uh, you know, it's Mon- Kaiju Shoshingeki, or Monster Total Invan- Advancement, or Monster Attack March, Charge of the Monsters, Attack of the Marching Monsters, then there's the re-release title, which is Godzilla: The Grand Blitz Operation, and, and then a couple of the eight millimeter titles are Assemble All Monsters and Monster Olympics. And oh, Monster Olympics is so good. Yeah, <laughs> that one is really good. And then an early English title was Operation Monsterland. Then there's The Invaders Attack, which is the French and French-Belgium title. Uh, Frankenstein and the Monsters from Space, of course, from Germany. Uh, most bizarrely, the heirs of King Kong from Italy. King Kong isn't even in the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? Uh, extraterrestrial Invasion from Spain. A little bit generic, but sure. Uh, the monsters are threatening the world from Finland. Uh, yeah, Starfield <laughs> monsters from Turkey. Okay, okay, yeah, Godzilla destroy all monsters from Australia, and there you go. the awakening of the monsters from Brazil. So, for as big of a movie as this is, it's surprising that there isn't too many weird alternate titles but there's a good amount in there uh and it's strange how many come from japan like how many of those like i i don't understand the culture of like there are so many movies where it's like oh the eight millimeter version of it has a completely different title uh so sometimes it's kind of hard to find what the like real official name of a movie is so like yeah. invasion of Astro Monster or Abbey Horror of the Deep and Godzilla vs Sea Monster, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we finally made it to the big, big monster battle royale. It's the fifteenth anniversary movie of sorts for Godzilla. 
Uh, and the the culmination of everything that we've kind of been talking about up until this point. And Nikki, what are your first kind of like general thoughts on the movie? Um, you know, I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised by this one. Uh, because I think it has just like a, uh, a, a reputation for being just a pure, like fireworks show and just kind of being just kind of mindless insanity or whatever, but like, uh, you know, and it has, has the big fight and it definitely has all those things and it kind of is all those things. But also, uh, I found this movie to be, to be like, uh, more stylish than, some of the uh, uh, other films, is, like it feels like Honda and uh, Ifukube and uh, uh, Tsuburaya are like all just like they're not on autopilot. They're not just phoning it in. This one actually got like a, a pretty big effort put forth for it. And um, I honestly, I found it super entertaining and uh, 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 really well paced. Uh, uh, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts well, my thoughts, I, I have seen this movie before many, many years ago uh, mm-hmm. when I first watched all the Godzilla movies, um, and I mostly just kind of watched it for the fight at the end with uh, yeah. with uh, King Ghidorah, um, which is great, uh, but I didn't really retain much of the movie beyond the fact that it was about aliens, mind-controlling monsters, and then I like watching the movie that's pretty much all it's about but it is a pretty entertaining watch i wasn't really bored until like pretty late into the movie like there's a section between plot points i'll say towards the end of the movie where it kind of gets dull uh but for the most part it was a pretty entertaining movie and it really does feel like like kind of the third version of an idea that has been brewing at toho with like the Mysterians, and then Invasion of the Astro Monster, and then this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and there, hey, there may be a reason why these movies kind of have so much similarity between them. So why don't we get into a little bit of that history and trivia about this. So, after the kaiju genre had been in dire straits for Toho for a few years now, with no huge hit to speak of, They put all their cards on the table to make the definitive ultimate kaiju movie with Destroy All Monsters. The team of Honda, Tsuburaya, and Ifukube returned as did nearly every other monster that had been featured in a Toho movie up until this point. Barring things like Magura and like Matango and some of those monsters. There's actually one big omission, a favorite of yours and mine, um... That was going to be a part of this, but we'll get into that a little bit further down the list here. Uh, Godzilla as a franchise and character was considered in its death knell at this point, so they figured they were completely out of ideas. Fitting as this movie would largely be a retread of previous movies such as The Mysterians and Invasion of the Astro Monsters. Perhaps this was Honda trying to redo his perceived failure with Astro Monster and do what he initially wanted in that original script. There were some issues behind the scenes, and not every suit could be salvaged. Godzilla and Anguirus were given sexy, sleek new designs, but most of the suits were just repurposed from older movies like Ghidorah and Mothra. 
Some suits were simply too goddamn old to use, though. Maguma, from Gorath, was intended <laughs> to appear, <laughs> but he was simply too old, and Baragon was Damn to it. appear more often and was even referenced as being the monster attacking Paris, but then was replaced at the last second with Gorosaurus in that scene, Gorosaurus being from King Kong Escapes. Baragon was a suit that was commonly, constantly used in the Ultra series as various monsters, so it was so worn down and fucked up that they could barely salvage it together for, like, stock footage shots at the end of the movie. It's A.G.'s fault. Yeah, A.G. A.G., you bastard. Uh, (laughs) That's why we missed Baragon. Uh, Even our beloved Varan only makes a small cameo, because at the (laughs) point that this movie was released, that movie was ten years old. Varan's appearance in this movie (laughs) is the most, like, like like SpongeBob pointing to his like appearance like the, the yeah the it was like a jump scare shit. it's like it's like there he is it's, it's like right, and I'm here right too he's like a flying squirrel like <laughs> yeah most kids would be like who the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> shit they probably think that if they watched the movie anyway uh. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Some of the monsters that only appeared for, like, ten minutes, like, Manda actually has a pretty extensive, like, he has multiple appearances, we'll say, in this movie. So, you know, shout out to him. In a lot of ways, this movie became the Godzilla movie and introduced so much into the texture of the series going forward, even if a lot of it was cravenly copying other movies from before. Monsterland or Monster Island being the biggest addition to the lore, but the super powerful, super advanced aliens and huge multi-monster battles, the monsters coming together and acting like the Avengers, it didn't start here, but it was definitely solidified here with Discuss All Monsters. God damn it. (laughs) That was a (laughs) genuine typo on my part. (laughs) We're keeping that in. (laughs) This is going to keep happening (laughs) until we're done with this episode. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, This is where where the name is backfiring. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. God damn it, Matt. (laughs) Well, yeah, so surprisingly, there wasn't too much production info that I could uh, find easily online. And I don't like going to, like, IMDb to dig up production yeah. info because a lot of it can just be completely made up. So I, I yeah. tend to stick to like the wikias and Wikipedia itself because they have sources. I know your teacher said, don't go to Wikipedia, but that's just because it was extremely easy to do that. Uh, and right. you know, it's very useful and it just makes their job obsolete. Um, but Hey, you know, make sure Make sure your things have sources, y'all. Uh, but yeah, so... This movie, I feel like our discussion of destroy all monsters can be a bit more broad, like it has with previous movies, because uh, there's kind of, like, three phases in this movie. There's the, like, yeah. the monsters begin attacking, the humans figure out what the fuck's going on, 
and then the climax, you know. Uh, so I, uh, some people in the screenwriting world would call that acts, quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but I am not like you screenwriters. Yeah, we're made different. Yeah, so I guess we can t- start uh, by talking about how we feel about the, the general plots of everything that happened, including, like, the human characters, because, you know, we're always, we always want to focus on the fact that in these movies, uh, the humans can kind of bring a lot to it and, like, fill out the whole story. And if you've listened to our previous two Godzilla movie podcasts with Son of Godzilla and Ebira or The Deep, you know that those movies had excellent use of their human cast and, and used them to fill out the plot very well, so... Nikki, why don't you yeah. start us off? Yeah, so I think um, I think one of my prevailing thoughts watching this movie was that uh, it's it's kind of weird to say this because it was only a few movies prior, but this uh, movie almost felt like kind of a throwback to earlier Godzilla uh, films and especially oh, like yeah. the the versus movies and stuff. The tone is a lot more like serious, mm. uh, even though like the 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 events it's themselves are pretty fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah. This this one was not written by uh, uh, Shinichi Sekizawa, I don't believe. No, uh, it wasn't. And so so uh, it, it definitely like has a different feel. Like it's it's not Ebira, it's not Son of Godzilla, it's not any of those like kind of. Uh, I don't know, like, weird summary, like, fun movies. Yeah, the Jun Fukuda movies. Yeah. Like. Yeah, Jun Fukuda has brought so much to Godzilla at this point uh, that it does definitely feel, like, different now. Going back to Honda and seeing uh, uh, Honda kind of do his thing. Uh, and and I, I actually I actually appreciate it, uh, kind of uh, bringing some, some, some variety back into it and everything. Yeah. But... I think the human stuff in, at large is weaker. However, I still had a ton of fun, like watching uh, the plot, uh, like like uh, like unfold. I I was, you know, mm. it's it's kind of weird. Uh, like just uh, a couple weeks ago or something. I'm I'm about to reference a fucking Patreon exclusive podcast. So hey, right. <laughs> uh, check us check us out and uh, do. Uh, you know, uh, give us five dollars on Patreon, and you can listen to our Common Rider podcast, where I bring up this point in one of the episodes. But uh, I'm I'm typically not a fan of mind control plots, but for mm-hmm. some reason I couldn't exactly point out why. But this movie totally did not bother me. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas think... it bothers me in 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 a lot of other things. I think the reason why it it kind of works here is one because. You know, primarily the mind control is used on the monsters, but in the case of the humans that it's used on, it, it feels, like, weird and creepy. Like, it feels like, yeah. you know, these people are suffering in some respect, as opposed to before, like, say in those Kamen Rider episodes with, with Dr. Shinigami. Uh, it was, um, it was more or less like they're just kind of, like, became zombies that followed orders and then they could like easily yeah. be healed where like you didn't quite know what was going on 
Uh, with the, the human people that get controlled by the Kelax, which are the alien bad guys of this movie, who are all beautiful women. Um, which I think is yeah. a cool twist compared to the, the other, like, weird sexless men with sunglasses that we've dealt with in the, the like, past couple movie, uh, the past couple times that we've done the same type of plot. Um, so I, I like that they're, like, these, like, beautiful, smiling goddesses, and yet they, like, you know, are like, yeah, we want to live on your earth and, you know, mine it of these resources, we just want to live peacefully, but we will kill you with all of these monsters that we have controlled if you don't let us do this. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's it's definitely more sinister and eerie with the way that the humans are acting under the mind control. So it, it feels less yeah. like a, a shitty cop-out, like, oh, oh my god, they're like a zombie, or like... Oh, they're acting otherwise normal, but also they're, you know, mind controlled and doing what this person wants them to do. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of why yeah. I think personally it works really well compared to some of the other stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, I would say maybe the starkest difference between this and the the Jun Fukuda movies is that like there is no real main character to latch on to, uh, and also like it did also eventually devolve into ag bringing out the toys and <laughs> firing off the fireworks yo the the fucking spaceship thing though oh is like God, really sick. sick yeah it's extremely <laughs> cool it is like that that is like so, that, that is definitely on some like ultra seven shit and so yeah. with like the the combining like like parts of it and the fucking mm. like the 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 truck and everything like that. There is some really cool stuff going yeah, on I, with like the tech in this movie. Yeah, I'd want it to like come apart and like combine with Gridman and give him a power up. You know, that's what it it looks like. It looks like a, a thing that would equip to a mecha and make it slightly more powerful. It's really cool looking. And also, there's like a tank that's pretty cool by the end of the yeah. movie. So yeah, a lot of good toys. From AG, you know, he's in, he's in top form here. I felt like uh, the previous movie felt uh, that we did Latitude Zero. Um, AG, you know, it was the last movie that he had done that was a sci-fi movie. Uh, <laughs> Latitude Zero actually came out after Destroy All Monsters, by the way. So, you know, hey, that's my fault. Um, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, in that it kind of felt like, you know, all of the special effects were maybe handled by the Western producers who were in charge of it beforehand and were just kind of, like, given off to these guys because it didn't feel as, like, grand or toyetic as uh, it normally does in Godzilla and Ultra. Yeah. Um, you know, which is a good or bad thing, depending on who you ask. But I, but I kind of felt like it was sorely lacking that uh, that coolness. Like I'm gonna rush to the store and get this freaking you know model oh, beyond man. like you know the the main submarines in that movie. Yeah, uh, I would definitely buy a model of the spaceship from this movie. This yeah. is like like the spaceship is like one of the coolest. It's really the coolest like vehicle in the Toho like monster catalog or whatever since like Atragon. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
I I also think uh, uh, something that kind of struck me about this movie is the fact that the uh, uh, the human action scenes are actually like really well done. I mm-hmm. think like there's a there's a shootout early on uh, whenever they get to like the Monster Island base and yeah. find everyone uh, 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 like mind controlled and stuff and like it's it, it is like classic just perfect fucking like b-movie sci-fi like fair you know you got you got all these dudes like our heroes are in these like yellow jumpsuits (laughs) or whatever and like uh uh definitely an upgrade from uh or i guess i guess it would mean latitude zero was a downgrade or whatever uh from from the like like uh latitude zero was a downgrade with the with the golden like spandex like (laughs) suits or whatever but uh but here like the yellow like kind of rubber uh, uh, spacesuits. I actually think they kind of look cool in like a cool mm. retro future type of way. And uh, uh, them like shooting, like having to shoot out with these guys. And then like you get actually like uh, it felt like it was new in this movie. Like you get like actual scenes of them dying and they've got like blood coming out of their stomach or like one of them gets shot in the head and he does like a whole yeah. like rolls like rolls his eyes back thing or whatever. Like it's really goofy. But I thought it was cool because you don't see that too much or whatever. Like I think, I think outside of like maybe um, uh, uh, Dogura like had had like shootout scenes that were really good. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Ghidorah also had some yeah. good, good stuff. Yeah. But um, uh, it's that. And then uh, I think I think also late in the movie, uh, the Mazer drill scene is incredible. Like I yeah. had such a good time <laughs> watching them figure all that out and get all the stuff together and plugging up that fucking drill with to, to like the power source and they got a giant cable and it's like such a great like like there's like a it's almost like it kind of reminds me of almost like stuff like gundam or akira where like uh kaneda has that like laser like rocket launcher thing or whatever and like uh, uh he's got he has to have the battery strapped to his waist and mm. like i don't know it's just like really cool kind of like analog like old but new kind of tech is really cool to me and i love that whenever he uses the the maser drill on the the the, the device towards the end and everything it like like the cord sets yeah, on fire yeah because that it's is super so, cool it's because it's so much power is surging through it it's sick it's it like stuff like that rules and this and this movie's got a lot of it and uh that was a, a big highlight like a lot of my a lot of my uh compliments towards this movie really come at like the visuals and stuff there's yeah. a lot of really cool stylish shots too like again they're not phoning it in like everyone creatively is like really doing some work Kube yeah. has like a great moment in that maser drill scene and everything where like the music is like getting louder and louder and louder and more intense and faster and then like the, the drill stops because it runs out of power and then the music stops and then they have to plug it back up and and, and recharge it and then the music starts right back up where it's where it stopped it was it's perfect like it's really cool stuff yeah On Apocrypals, we talk about the parts of the Bible that a lot of people skip over. 
like the wizard battles, the angel jacuzzis, a goat full of sins, 500 drunk elephants, and a man named Porky Party. And yes, that's all really in there. All this and more on Apocrypals every other week on the Greenlit Podcast Network. <laughs> and we're back, folks, with another episode of Nasty Labs. Nasty Labs. It's a show hosted by me, Kinsey Burke, and my dumbass friend, Mark. Nasty Labs. This twice-monthly show about game development, Japan life, being nice to people, and hey, maybe a few other things. Nasty, Nasty Labs, Labs is a product of Chuhai Labs Brand Incorporated, and now available for three easy payments of four twenty sixty nine, Only on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Special shout out to, uh, and this is skipping ahead, but I, I think the the fire dragon stuff and the like, the final kind of like confrontation being done with the humans rather than the monsters is a nice touch. I always like when you know that's the case. Um, yeah. Not that it's like always a cop out when Godzilla's the one to save the day or whatever, but like. It just puts a nice bow on things when uh, it's a very human conflict and they're able to solve their own issue, especially since this is supposed to kind of be the uh, final send-off for this whole series. So having the like final battle be like a, a, a clash between this super jet, super spaceship jet, and like <laughs> the, the Kalax, like UFO lit on fucking fire... <laughs> <laughs> and like blazing yeah. through the air with a really cool effect and like knocking the shit out of like Rodan. Uh that's a really great way to to end it. And and yeah, so other than all that though, yeah, the the main plot with the humans isn't wildly interesting and it's not uh you know, there's some cool twists and turns. But uh, I, I'm not. I wasn't like super emotionally invested in like the sister that was mind controlled and then like yeah. saved from mind control, for example. Like, you know, it's a good plot point for story math reasons. But uh, you know, and and for the reason I said before that it's like oh, it is creepy. Uh, but right, you know, it's not like I was like, oh man, yes, this character I love finally saved his sister. Uh, you know, it's just like it's <laughs> yeah. guy and girl. So it's kind it's kind of wild to see a dude like wrestle earrings off of someone though. Yeah, like like that's pretty. <laughs> the, 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 that's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking of like, damn, that would fucking hurt. Yeah, like <laughs> and it's bleeding a lot. So I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 I think he actually had to have like yanked it off of her ears, and in which case, you yow. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I'll, I'll also give a quick shout out to the uh, the scene where the previous when we learn uh, about the mind control, where the doctor fucking just throws himself out the window. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that they can't get like any answers from him. Um, that's like a really striking scene, and then they have like a little shootout. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like between the kind of noticeably like darker tone, and the, uh, and also the just the, the the giant attention attention to like the effects and the visuals and stuff and everything, I definitely do feel like this is, uh, in in part like it, it in small part, uh, it feels like Godzilla is like responding to the popularity of of uh ultraman stuff and everything because ultraman was kind of tackling in some of the more standout episodes and darker stuff and was uh kind of sporting some pretty incredible shots and everything and and uh mm-hmm. again like some some of the godzilla movies and everything you could you could say are kind of on autopilot and stuff so so it kind of is interesting to see them get kind of like a kick in the ass to kind of like uh really crank it up a couple notches and you know uh uh i want to re- really give you something to kind of that, that's worth the price of admission you know uh uh yeah it feels like an appropriate send-off yeah. tonally and it, it feels like appropriately epic uh you know i compared it to previous movies that we talked about with the mysterians and invasion of the astro monsters yeah. i really do feel like it's part of the same piece of those two but this feels like the most refined version of those there's no like i I agree yeah yeah there's no weird shit (laughs) politically in it to have to dissect it's just kind of like you know pretty cut and dry um and um which norm you know normally i'm totally fine with there being like deeper political uh themes but you know if you listen to our mysterians episode it can get a little dicey there or the mixed messaging can be a little bit yeah. dicey, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 more that like they they weren't exactly good at conveying what they wanted. Uh, yeah, I would say that's probably like one of my one of my only issues really with Destroy All Monsters is I can't I could like if you asked me like what it was about like philosophically yeah, really? you know like yeah. like like what it's about really I couldn't tell you other than. Uh, highly profitable monster movies, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. the crossover and stuff, and, and you know, again, very much like the Avengers in that way. But, but yeah, you know, I, like, I was gonna say, like, uh, not, not yeah. even trying to be like snippy towards Marvel fans or whatever, but just like, yeah, it is a lot like the Avengers where the plot plays second fiddle. So that's why, like, I can complain about like, oh, there's dull parts of the plot or the main characters aren't super interesting. Uh, but for what it is, I was surprised by how much I was engaged with it, uh, and all of the yeah. human stuff is really engaging because of the the cool special effects and the you know AG playing with his toys. Uh, <laughs> but but <laughs> this show is certainly stolen by all of the monster stuff. So why don't we why don't we take a step back and talk about everything involving Monsterland? And all, all yeah. of the fellas of which preside. First of all, I know you have strong feelings about it. How do you feel about the concept of Monsterland slash Monster Island? I I absolutely love that they're just hanging out and stuff. Like like I I just love any scene where I can see monsters just chill out and cool it and just uh you know mm. do their thing and stuff. However, uh, I'm interested in the kind of dark, uh, uh. uh like undertone to the whole thing where uh because i i don't think we've mentioned this movie is supposed to take place in the future 
Yeah. Like it's supposed it's yeah. supposed to take place towards the end of the millennium. So it's, so I'm guessing this is like their vision of the 90s and stuff mm. is like having that giant spaceship and shit like that. So it's a rare it's a rare thing where it's not contemporary quite and stuff. It just kind of is like uh they just fast forwarded in time for a little bit. Um yeah. uh which is why you get like just random like monsters coming back like Kumanga was dead just in the last movie and then now Kumanga's <laughs> just chilling with Godzilla. Yeah. Like, so, so over those 30 years, they definitely like made amends. Like, I don't know. Kamonka probably got them like a, like a candy basket or something like that. And was like, <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, yeah. sorry for trying to kill your child. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, the whole idea of them, like almost like it, it, like, like the idea of it is really cool. And then you think about how it's a prison Island, basically where mm. they don't let them leave. Rodan can't fly past a certain height, uh, yeah. and and like that, that they have to constantly monitor them. And I and I get that they are like you know very dangerous creatures, but uh, you know it, it, it's 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 a it's kind of interesting, like like kind of having to grapple with that and everything, just because like they're still like sentient beings. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, no, it had had a lot. It actually had a lot on it on my plate that it was giving me, and I was kind of interested in that. Yeah, I, I kind of wish it did more with that, personally. Uh, I will mm-hmm. say that I did feel, I, like, audibly went, aww, at the scene where Godzilla's trying to leave, and then the gas sprays, and he just, like, turns around. <laughs> yeah. It's like, aw, man, <laughs> big fella, you just want <laughs> Oh, my God, He just wants yeah. to go outside. <laughs> God, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of depressing. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, I, I like the way that the movie ends up. Uh, there was a point where I was kind of just like, oh, come on, movie. And so, because, like, they, uh, because the big, like, inciting incident is that, is that, uh, uh, the base is, like, attacked with this gas. And then mm. the aliens take over the monsters and they just wreak havoc. And, uh, all those scenes are fucking awesome, by the way. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. This this movie conveys this absolute pandemonium via monster like incredibly. And uh, one of my favorite sequences in the movie is is whenever there's like four of them in Tokyo. It's great. Um, but yeah. uh, I, I, uh, oh, I particularly yeah. love. Uh, I mentioned this to you over text, but yeah. I laughed extremely hard at the the first scene we see Rodan flying over Russia. And he flies over like a castle, like very gently, not even that fast or yeah. not as fast as we've seen him go. And it just like, it's this like ridiculously violent bass boosted fucking explosion. <laughs> <laughs> I, it just made me laugh a lot. It, it made me think about the fact that, uh, and I love this, uh, the fact that so many of these monsters over the course of these movies, over the course of the 15 years since Godzilla came out, uh, we've seen these monsters kind of get, like, revised, like, mm-hmm. like it, in certain ways, you know, like, certain people have, like, certain monsters have, like, gained or, or, or you know, uh, have, like, changed powers that they have, you know, like, Godzilla now can, like, get charged by lightning, and mm-hmm. uh, Mothra has, like, the baby state and stuff where it just, like, spins silk or whatever, but, like, uh, all these different things, but Rodan has stayed the exact motherfucking same. All that guy does is fly fast and hard, and things just explode. 
and <laughs> it's amazing. I I, I love yeah. it. His whole thing is he just flies near things, and it just it just it, like it you know it just fucks him up big time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm sure this will drive our listeners crazy. So, what was the point you were about to make? Oh right, yeah. Uh, but like there there's a point where like uh I, I said oh come on movie whenever like uh uh it went like. They, they destroyed the the controller to uh, uh, where the, the aliens had to uh, control the monsters. And then the UNSC was like, all right, now we've got control of the monsters. It's like, damn, do they get no agency ever? And so, so I, I was a little bit bummed about that. And then eventually, it, like, I liked that, that it ended up with them, like, deciding on their own to fuck up the aliens and stuff. Like, like, like mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, like... Uh, uh, they, they just happen to be working towards the same goal and stuff because I definitely wanted this to end in a way where the monsters could be like themselves. Uh, yeah, and, and so that that's a good yeah. point because, like I said, I feel like one of the biggest one of the biggest missed opportunities with the movie, and maybe maybe if it was handled by um, like Jun Fukuda, uh, mm-hmm. not saying he's like better of a director or anything necessarily. No. I'm not saying he's even it's- worse. But just like it's he's just different, yeah. yeah, it might have had more of a like sentimentality or like specific plot to it because the kind of way that I imagined it was like the aliens take control of the monsters and then wreak havoc, and then they are like, Well, is this not the same as the prison that you like you're controlling them that way? We're controlling them this way, and we're giving them, like, real freedom. We're letting them, like, run rampant and do what they want to do. Uh, And then with the end being, like, maybe it's better to just let, you know, sleeping dogs lie and not, you know, try to trap all the monsters on an island to to make sure that they don't cause any havoc because it makes them sad for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, it didn't really go to that place at all. Uh, again, the plot was pretty thin, and it didn't really touch on that. But I feel like if if we get to this point again with uh, with the Godzilla series in the future, uh, they could totally do that kind of plot point. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, uh, like, tonally, say, the legendary movies, which are mercifully going to be over soon... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like they're way too grim and serious to like entertain the idea of like the monsters being something you have empathy for or like pathos for you know yeah. like you just there is definitely like sad scenes with the monsters as far as I'm aware but uh, there's not there is more of a focus on making them look badass than there is on them like seeming like oh these are animals that are being you know viewed a certain way by society and being treated a certain way because of the way that they're viewed yeah um and i feel like you know (laughs) not to constantly stroke this movie's shaft all the time but Ghidorah the three-headed monster feels like an a pretty good statement on that uh yeah the idea the human monster relationship and the idea of like they just need to trust each other and then that's when peace will be achieved uh i don't know i feel like uh this could have been a nice like bow on that 
with even more monsters introduced and like a final kind of like push with that idea but it didn't really take it any farther though hey i'm not gonna spend too much time criticizing the movie for what it didn't do that i wanted it to do i would rather like look at the things that it did do and you know talk about those and for the most part like all the stuff with the monsters is definitely like the show stealer uh if not just for the amazing (laughs) ridiculous amount of sets that had to be constructed for all of these different shots in different cities uh i really love that you know again the paris thing was supposed to be baragon so it's you know a thing coming out of the ground but it's Gorosaurus's suit. <laughs> so yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> that yeah. a T-Rex was able to dig underground. Yeah, yeah. I love how they didn't even attempt to rewrite that. They're like, fuck it. Uh, uh, yeah. The, I mean, I guess, like, the set was already built, like, was already rigged that way, and they just couldn't. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah. But, but, yeah, the, uh, uh, <laughs> it's pretty... It's pretty funny. Uh, I think I actually think Monda is in this movie more than he was in the movie he's from. Atricon. Yeah, I think he's in discuss. Uh, the, wow, he's he's in destroy <laughs> all monsters. Uh, Take a drink, people, every time. Yeah, I know, I know. He's in destroy all monsters more than he is in fucking Atricon because in Atricon he just kind of swims in water a little bit. Uh, and he's, like, in a cage for, like, a scene, I think. Uh, yeah. But, but here he, like, wraps around, like, a like a, like a a bridge, I think. Uh, like, mm-hmm. he just, like, he's just kind of doing his thing, you know? He's, yeah. Uh, uh, so, hey, shout out Mondi. You got your moment, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Fucking... Monda, uh, Monda <laughs> appears on the amazing arch yeah. that is featured on the Criterion Collection, like, yeah. the package. Yeah. Done by Sophie Campbell, so... Yeah, th- uh, that that art is incredible. It's so yeah. good. Sophie, if you're listening, you should be <laughs> on the podcast sometime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, like, send us a DM. Do it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. EWDpodcast <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, you know, we're just, you know, like, uh, uh, there's just some really great effects work in this movie like they went crazy like with this stuff like uh again the the scene in tokyo where godzilla uh rodan angerus and and then mothra just all just wreak havoc mothra Mm. crashing through that subway tunnel yeah so (laughs) fucking cool i loved it um uh, like (laughs) and also uh uh you know got me thinking Man, Mothra actually, I think, officially has made more appearances as the worm than as the actual moth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which which is kind of funny. Uh, but I appreciate it. It's a cute worm, damn it. Uh, uh, or caterpillar or whatever. Um, yeah, okay. So, actually, let's let's go down this. So, she first appears right. as a worm in Mothra and then becomes yes. a moth by the end of Mothra and then flies off. Then she's a moth at the beginning of Godzilla vs. Mothra, and then dies, and then the two other Mothra are born. One of those Mothra dies before the next movie, and she's a worm throughout that that whole movie with that. Next time we see her, she's a full-grown moth again with Ebira as the deep. You're right. And And then now, I guess the cycle has begun anew, 
and she's like given birth i guess because it's like you know 30 years in the future uh and now there's another you know the, I guess, another little baby mothra i guess so. we're actually kind of even that sounds like it's like three and three or something yeah uh, but, but there like, what but, but Ghidorah the three-headed monster had only baby mothra the whole time so yeah yeah that's an important thing to consider yeah and this and this one too uh but uh mm. uh yeah no uh like but but that whole scene and then the and then the shot after that where it's like it's like uh dawn or or, or like uh, uh or it's like it's like about to turn into night and everything and it's just like this total it's like all just a bunch of rubble and then and then like the kind of weird like I don't know, like art movie digital zoom on the sign yeah. and stuff. It's like it's, it's like it's great. <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, like uh, I don't know, just the way this movie this movie looks great too. Like the 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 master on the Criterion, like the uh, I watched it on the Criterion channel, and uh, it just looks great. Like like some of these movies, uh, I guess like what they had to work with, like was was still like pretty like was in kind of bad shape or whatever but this movie seems like it like it, it was really really pristinely kept yeah or something because it just looks incredible uh really really nice uh that's stuff. the godzilla but, uh, bias uh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i get you know like uh, that <laughs> yeah like the godzilla they wouldn't let it get to like varan's shape uh uh yeah <laughs> It was like they put cigarettes out on the film wheel. Like <laughs> it was. Oh god, yeah. It just it doesn't look great. Um. So, uh, d- d- do you think we've 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 uh, killed enough time to get to the ending? Oh yeah, I think that okay. we. I think we can talk about the uh, the <laughs> the absolute fucking. The the final scene of fucking mother from uh you know the yeah. tearing <laughs> tearing this poor bastard into shreds yeah um, uh yes the final fight in which the Kilak who are the alien bad guys if you remember um they summon Ghidorah which they found somewhere in space I'm assuming. Uh, and at this point, canonically, if this takes place, like, at the last point of the Showa timeline, um, then this means that they've, like, Ghidorah has, like, shown up at least two more times, I think. No, he shows up one more time with Gigan versus Gigan. Yeah. Between, like, where he showed up in an Astro Monster and now. So he showed up there and got his ass kicked. And then they found him again, and then brought him here to do this fight. Uh, and it's it's a joke. It's so I felt extremely bad for, for King Ghidorah <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, not even close. Yeah. He doesn't even start to kill. Like I mean, he kind of gets the upper hand on like one or two of them, like Rodan or Angerus. But then the second they all get him in the fucking like. They just start like beating him up in a cartoon cloud, like yeah, <laughs> it's really... yeah, yeah. This is uh, so 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 this is this is a throwback two different ways. It's kind of a throwback to Godzilla raids again because it just feels like a bunch of animals fucking like just hounding yeah. on the you know. Uh, uh, but also, uh, this is kind of a funny thing. It's totally I don't know I don't know why this is like the first thing I went to, but uh, I I kind of love. 
the stark contrast we get uh, versus, well, like, with this movie versus the original Godzilla. And one of the most horrifying scenes in the original Godzilla is the is the radio host announcing basically his own like he's narrating his own death and so because Godzilla <laughs> is, is coming closer and closer to this tower that he's yeah, on yeah. And, then, and then tears it down and stuff and then you get this movie 15 years later and the motherfucker is fucking like like WWE announcing like alright in this corner we got we got Godzilla and so he's, <laughs> we got, he's like announcing all these you know oh god I love yeah it's it's incredible and it's such a stark contrast I love the uh the first of it where where it's like oh is it Godzilla it's like no it's Minion it's like I've, any uh. any reasonable person that isn't us and just doesn't just absolutely love Minion with everything in their heart is like well what the fuck it's a Minion you know uh, uh. uh and uh, uh but no then Godzilla's right behind because of course uh but but I just love like the announcing of all of them and stuff. It's it's it is exactly like the Avengers. It's like the Avengers does that as well. And then uh, uh um, and then Ghidorah shows up. Uh, I love that this one. Like like uh, I don't know. Like I love that we've already started a tradition of like last minute Ghidorah appearances where it's like, oh man, you don't think he's gonna show up, but then oh, all of a sudden, Ghidorah's here. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> And uh, we've we've got that here, and, and I, uh, yeah, they just they fuck him up bad. Like Angus oh, yeah. bites him on the neck real it, hard and stuff. You know, it's like, like uh, it's exactly like the scene in uh, uh, Lord of the Flies when yes. they all like accidentally kill that one kid. Th- this like, was no accident. Yeah, the, because <laughs> they were so into like doing this like you know, fire dance that they just start like stabbing him to death. And then the next morning they're all like, holy fuck. <laughs> he just did, that, you know, like, except for yeah. if they were like joyously murdering this poor bastard. He gets, yeah, he, he shoots some lightning and he like crushes Angerus underfoot. Um, but yeah. other than that, dude, like he, uh-huh. like it's, it's Godzilla, Minya, Angerus, Rodan, Mothra, and Kumonga. Those are all the ones I can yeah. well, remember like, being there. Well, well they, they uh, uh, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they say something about Monda and, like, Varan. Like, they, they're in there for, like, a second, but they don't do shit <laughs> at <Yeah>. all. <laughs> they, they're, they're just, they're, they're as much of an audience member as we are. And so they don't mm-hmm. do anything. Um... I was gonna say my my big brain uh uh comparison is is the fucking uh the 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 fax machine or the printer scene from fucking Office Space where they're just fucking they're just kicking the shit out of it and just just fucking yeah. annihilating it and stuff. Uh, Godzilla even does like the most human dude ass like like kicks after he's like dead and so he's like yeah fuck you (laughs) fuck you (laughs) yeah i love love that Minya gets the final kill uh yeah yeah strangling him to death with a a smoke cloud uh he doesn't even have like like we he's done the ray before like he's done the breath and so, yeah. but, but, but he kills him with the smoke. It's so demoralizing. And so they, <laughs> they fuck him up so bad. 
Yeah. Oh, or get, rest in peace, Ghidorah. You, you were a cool villain, uh, yeah. and, and you died pathetically here. But it was fun. It wasn't like, wow, they really devalued Ghidorah. It was just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Go all out. Have him, like, die here forever. He goes to hell, and he's burning in <laughs> hell now. So, so Ghidorah is dead. Uh, and then after that, there's the, the final, final confrontation with the fire dragon, the... Yeah. ship but other than that yeah that that has been uh the movie i think that we can wrap things up here so right. final thoughts nikki now that we've done this discussion how do you how are you feeling i feel good on the movie like it's uh it's definitely a movie i'd throw on again like just to kind of like yeah chill out with maybe even have in the background or something it's a super <laughs> It's a super fun, you know? It's only an hour and a half, unlike the Avengers, which are... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like, uh, you can get, you can get a, you can get an, uh, uh, like, an ass beatdown in, in, uh, an hour and a half in this movie, whereas in uh, Avengers Endgame, it's like three hours to to get to the Thanos beatdown and stuff, so honestly, you know, who can say which one is the better one, honestly, but, uh, 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 (laughs) but Destroy All Monsters is... It's just, it's just fun. It's kind of, you know, uh, uh, it's just kind of got a bit of everything in it. You know, it's, it's just rolled, it's all rolled up into one like kind of thing. Uh, uh, you know, like it's pretty obvious that it's kind of intended to be the final one and stuff Though we know it's not actually, but, uh, uh, there's just some really great fun stuff here and it feels good having finally gotten to and discussing this episode or, or this this movie and stuff because you know it's our namesake and also mm-hmm. uh i don't know it just feels like a big a big uh milestone uh, a big marker a big milestone yeah uh, yeah for, i feel like we're podcast. like we're like two-thirds of the way through showa at this point basically uh yeah so yeah well, what are your That's... thoughts what are you thinking yeah i feel much the same i think that like yeah this will definitely be I'll definitely watch this movie again before Invasion of the Astro Monster. Um, sorry, Joey. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, it's it's not necessarily usurped Ghidorah the Three-Eyed Monster as my favorite of this type of movie. Um, but it is still a, it's a worthy movie in the Pantheon. It's a worthy finale. Uh, I, I do think, however, there's another movie that does this similar concept that uh, <laughs> is uh, completely fucking off its bug nuts wild that we'll get to <laughs> many years from now, probably. <laughs> and that's Final Wars. Yeah! Um, and and I, I want to see how we'll feel comparing the two movies by the time we get to Final Wars. Yeah. Uh, because I, I do agree with our, our uh, friend of the show, Tim Rogers, and saying that <laughs> if you're not down with Final Wars, I hope you fight the Final War in a hospital bed. So, <laughs> Final Wars fucking shreds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, Wyatt, 
Uh, I'm gonna t I'm gonna flip the tables on you. Uh, where, where oh, can the good shit. people find? Where can the good oh, people fuck. find you? Ah <laughs> uh, fuck. Okay, I guess I'll do this. Uh, <clears throat> you can find me at twitter.com/slash wasbranger w a z p ranger. I talk about well, I'm probably not anymore, but you know, Resident Evil. Been playing through that. Five is probably or eight is probably out at this point, right? So sure. Yeah. Uh, probably been talking about that. <clears throat> Uh, I sometimes make videos on YouTube under It's Only Magic, and I talk about cartoons, uh, sometimes anime, maybe tokusatsu. I'm zeroing in on Nikki's territory there. <laughs> uh, who who knows? Go right we, ahead. We'll see what the future brings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and f no, I don't want to do it because Toei is so litigious with the fucking very minimal footage i've used of their shows in their in youtube videos that it's it's honestly ridiculous uh yeah. so it would i would have to like edit each individual clip to be like eight seconds long at maximum mm -hmm. uh and <laughs> it would take a it would be a big annoying fucking hassle so yeah probably maybe i won't do that yeah <laughs> i'd say so, so that's that's all I got going on. Uh, Nikki, where where can we find you? And also, what what can we find at the Patreon? Yeah, so uh, at the Patreon, uh, you can find a couple uh, fun little tiers uh, for, uh, <laughs> for your consumption. Uh, if you have a dollar that you would like to give to us, uh, then you can get a weekly uh, off-topic hangout chill out you know fuck around podcast called shit shooters where me and wyatt both talk about some stuff we've been getting into and stuff and it's basically just a big old uh excuse to just recommend things to people that might be listening uh and for five dollars you can get access to exclusive mini series uh that you can only get on the patreon of uh, uh we have been doing a series on the 1971 common writer series and uh, we've been having a, good, a great time doing that. Uh, though uh, it may be over at that point, and we may be doing something else like Robocop or fucking uh, uh, Planet of the, the Apes. Apes or something. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, but you can find a bunch of uh, like little mini series and stuff like that uh, on there for the $5 tier. And if you have $1,000 you'd like to give us, I will call you Boss Hog at the end of every show. I promise. Uh, yeah. And. You can find me uh, elsewhere at anti underscore laser on Twitter. Uh, I will be tweeting about probably uh, Shin Megami Tensei games or uh, weird manga, maybe, or uh, I don't know, like <laughs> just just whatever, you know, or, or, or posting clips of, of me doing really awful or really good things in Mario games and stuff. I feel like that, that's like the majority of my video uploads on Twitter. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, so I do that. I have uh, two bands that I'm in. I'm in a, a, a band called Petalful that does like kind of heavier stuff and a uh, more experimental band called Burned In. And both of those you can find releases by them on popspirit.bandcamp.com. Uh, just find releases by, uh, by both of those bands and then many other acts uh that have uh great music up on there and then also there's a podcast related to that that i am a 
co-host on called Pod Spirit, which is uh, kind of music and uh, other things, and uh, possibly some interviews of some uh, uh, independent artists and stuff sometime down the line, so... Uh, yeah, I've got some stuff going on, but, uh, you know, uh, I used to do YouTube videos under Explode When Defeated, so a lot of those might not be up anymore. If they're not, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't feel like putting them back up, so <laughs> get them while they're hot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, so, so Wyatt, what are, what are we watching next time? Well, how about you all buckle the fuck down and join us as we delve into possibly the most hated movie in the Godzilla oeuvre, and that is All Monsters Attack, a.k.a. Godzilla's Revenge. We will see you there. Suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match.